Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, Season 4, Episode 15, The Stinsons. And my co-host, as always, is my real wife, Jen Runkle. Hey, everybody. Or am I an actress? <laughs> You're doing a good job. Stevie Likey. Ew, you don't get a catchphrase. <laughs> okay. No real, no trivia, although we do have an email from Danielle regarding Possimpable. So I'll read that before we get started on the Stinsons. Danielle writes, hey guys, not a lot to say. And it did remind me of the many iterations of my own resume. Yuck, I don't even want to think about the sheer disaster that were my first working experiences. I didn't remember anything about this episode but the memory of the guy going, it's like she's not even happy about the number 17. Made me (laughs) laugh when it came up in the episode. It wasn't as funny, but what are you going to do? Well, it was just as funny to me. Well, I guess nothing's as funny in the show as the first few times you see it. but <laughs> Right. Now, that's a great part of the episode. The funniest joke would have to be Barney saying he's a man and she's a woman. Laugh out loud. Like, who even says that? Barney. Well, Barney and Danielle, you're young. Maybe. Maybe not remember Maybe you guys time. are better now. Yeah, maybe. I hope. Let's hope. Let's hope your generation's better than <laughs> the ones that came before, Danielle. Yeah, and that's, I mean... That's the irony of it is women have come a long way in how we see them and respect them. And the joke is, obviously, you've come a long way. You can break the bricks now, which I just I think it's such a funny way to approach that joke. Well, I was thinking more of the where Barney's saying he doesn't have to do anything in his videos because he's a man. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the bricks is the thing I like about it, but that's what leads up to it. And she writes, the worst joke would have to be them making fun of Marshall. Love you. Love you too, Danielle. Thanks, Thanks for writing Danielle. again. All right, let's jump into the Stensons. What were your thoughts before we get going? I enjoyed it. I, I always like this episode. I, it, I don't rewatch it a lot, so it's always good when I do. That's a good point. It's, it's very in the middle for me where there was almost no bad lines in it. There was a lot of laugh out loud lines, and we get to meet... Loretta Stinson, which mm-hmm. she's a great character in this show. And we get Frances Conroy, who is a great actress and, you know, lovely to see. Just so good as Barney's mom. Right. <laughs> yeah, she hits all the right notes for it. We get to see pretentious Ted, which is always funny. <laughs> yeah, Ted was really overdoing it in this episode, but <laughs> it, it, it played well for laughs. So we'll, we'll get to that. I also noticed that, once again, Allison Hannigan... First of all, they didn't shoot her anywhere below like right. the upper stomach. Yeah, everything stomach. was it's very a very loose shirt. <laughs> so clearly, she was pregnant again when shooting this episode. Yeah, I would say pregnant still. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> she probably didn't have a baby and then have get pregnant all over again between the last two episodes. But that being said, I think we do find out. Oh no, she'll leave when Barney makes that joke and she doesn't. Uh, that's that right. must be from this pregnancy unless it happens seasons later and it's a different pregnancy, but I, I can't remember. It, I think it's this one probably. We're talking, of course, about when Barney tells a dirty joke and Lily is so offended by it that she says, that's it, she can't be around Barney for a while and then disappears for, <laughs> I think, her a for couple episodes. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how many, but it's a few. <laughs> and it's all because she was leaving for maternity leave. We start off this episode in McLaren's. We don't even get a narrator intro, I don't think. No. Mm -mm. That was unusual. Lily's trying to point out some attractive blondes at the bar. 
and Barney's not interested and then just wants to leave. So she's, you know, Lily says, you know, they're your type, blonde and drunk. And Barney says, objects a little, I don't have a type, and then whispers Asian with some boob to his friends. But then he, he leaves, more or less. I actually hate Lily's line, but I like Marshall's response, like all proud that <laughs> Lily's pointing out hot girls. Mm-hmm. Lily points out that Barney's been acting weird lately. Ted joins in and says that one of his rules is to never buy a girl flowers, but he saw her... Because but eating he, her living thing reminds her of babies, <laughs> which is just such a stereotypically Barney thing. I think that's a stretch. It's a long walk. But doesn't it sound like a Barney thing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but he saw Barney in a flower shop buying roses. And Marshall joins in that at the office yesterday, he was talking very sweetly about brunch, farmer's market, maybe a hike to someone on the phone. We find out that this is going to be his mom. I was a little confused that's about what I was this because that's, that's a like, date. That's not what you do with your mom. And Loretta doesn't seem like a hiker. Yeah, I was very confused by this line and I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, the implication is he's doing that with his mom. Okay. I, it's possible. They threw that in there to continue to mislead us to think that maybe he does have a girlfriend on the side that he's not telling them about. So they had to, I guess, write this so it sounded like a girlfriend. but Right, but could have been... But it wasn't too dirty. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I did like Marshall's. You know, thought he was talking to some girl. Or Ted. Yeah. Then Lily throws out that maybe he has a girlfriend. So she tries to to query, like, you know, where are you actually going, Barney? And Barney stumbles, surprisingly. Yeah. You would think after so long of doing this, he would have some sort of easy response. But and they like doing this on this show, giving a string of answers that make it obvious <laughs> that the person's lying. Marshall right. did it when... He was sneaking out to go see Lily before they got married. Right. Where he said, you know, he's robbing the house, sleepwalking. <laughs> right. I think there's another example, but I can't think of it at the moment. Oh, Lily, when Robin's asking her how she's affording all these designer clothes. <laughs> right. She shops the sales. She has a... She she steals? Or she, yeah. she shoplifts. And Barney... Nowhere. The beach. It's winter. Laser tag. Home. Shut up. You're going somewhere. Hmm. So. Then he leaves. Yeah. Lily, Lily Lily thinks that he's going to meet her now, and they all chase after and follow him in a cab. Was he in a cab? Did we? I don't think we saw. We don't know for sure. I, I would say presumably. So they leave Manhattan, and then he finally stops at a house he goes up he enters and then they go up they knock and he opens the door and they just walk in this is very strange <laughs> right <laughs> so they walk in they see Loretta and so for a second everybody kind of thinks like oh this is Barney's girlfriend yeah Lily has a good line you really don't have a type do you <laughs> right so Loretta's played by as I mentioned Francis Conroy most people would know her from Six Feet Under she's also been in a lot of the horror story American Horror Story iterations. She was in The Aviator. She's got well over 100 credits to her name in IMDb. So she's in in one of those actors that's been around in a while that if you watch a movie from the 90s, you'll be like, oh, my God, that's Frances Conroy. I didn't realize she was in this movie. Hmm. I did that the other, not that long ago with you and said, hey, look who it is. It's Barney's mom. Oh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Right. I was rewatching it, and she was a character, and you would almost never have recognized her. 
So Barney then introduces the gang to Loretta, his mother. And Loretta's heard a lot about them. <laughs> they find out that Barney talks to her every day, and Barney's embarrassed, which is kind of cute. Yeah, Lily points out that he didn't want them to know that he's a big old mama's boy. And Barney says, yeah, well, you got me. See you guys later. But before they can leave, Betty enters and comes down the stairs. And Barney would like to introduce them to Betty, his wife. And then all of a sudden, a kid jumps on his back. And that's his son, Tyler. (laughs) Right. And so there's a lot of things going on here. But I got to wonder, like, first off, what's Loretta thinking of, like, these are... Your friends and they've never met your wife. This or your episode kid. is so sitcommy. <laughs> right. This might be the most sitcom. It's funny, <laughs> but it's very sitcommy. There's so many occasions where someone's saying something to somebody else, right? As if everybody else isn't supposed to hear them, right? That happens. So, and yeah, this plot line is just so bonkers, <laughs> right? Especially the part in the kitchen. But we'll get to that. Right, exactly. And so, yeah. And then so then we get the gang who have just got to be, like, completely stunned of, like, do they think this is actually true? Do they assume that this is a, some sort of gambit on Barney's part? Like, I think we cut to commercial right after right. Tyler jumps on yeah, his yeah. back. So then we're sit there. We're, so then we're stuck there thinking, what the hell's going on? Does he right. actually have a wife? Right. Okay. So we're back. And so nobody really responds that we see. And so Loretta exits. Betty tells Barney she, he can only have one helping of meatloaf because of what Dr. Grossbard said, which did you recognize the name? Yeah, that was a psychologist when he said... <laughs> the one who, like, diagnosed him as a narcissist. Narcissist now, Dr. Grossbard. Right. Yeah, I did recognize so, that right I away. liked that that came back. I was surprised I didn't see that in any trivia. Oh, I did in the one that... Oh. Okay. I mean, I picked up on it anyway, just because that line is so funny to me when he says it initially. I like Barney. This one wants me to live forever. Right, and then we get a very much, like, cutesy, I love you, I love you too, I love you threes. And so Barney just tries to get them out again, like, all right, see you guys back at the bar. But they force him to tell the truth to them and explain what's going on. He reminds them that his father had to leave the mom when he was a baby because he got hired as the host of Price is Right. And did you catch some of the lines that, like, everyone kind of, like, murmurs agreement, but there's a couple of good lines that pop through? I, I know what I read here, which is, it, it was a very good show. Bob Bucker is your father. Was there something I missed? <laughs> no, those were the two main ones, but just the delivery on it is kind of like Lily's. It was a very good show. And Marshall, yes, Bob Barker is your father. <laughs> this is sort of like how you're told to deal with people with Alzheimer's, where... <laughs> just agree. Don't, yeah, just agree with them. Don't try and correct them and things that they don't remember. Or We find out that Loretta's always wanted Barney to do the opposite of what she did, which is to have a family and be happy. Don't carry on the way she did when she was younger. And when she finds out that she's very sick seven years ago... And it looked like she wasn't going to make it. Barney went ahead and hired an actress to be his wife. So his mom on her deathbed would think that he went that perfect family route. So he hired an actress to play Betty. Her real name's Margaret. She does mostly off-Broadway theater. She's a wonderful actress. I like this. He says, she was this close to a Tony. It's all who you know. It's very political. I shouldn't get into it. Which I think is very much an inside joke about Neil Patrick Harris, who's done a lot of oh, stage acting, but had never won a Tony at that point. Oh, So I think that was pointing back at himself. Now, he did end up winning a Tony in 2014, which is, I guess, about five years after this. Okay. What was it for? Do you know? Probably Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. 
but I'm not 100% on that. But she does tend to go off book from time to time. <laughs> right. So we get another flash to the hospital, and Loretta makes a comment about you know, wishing she could have seen grandchildren. So Betty slash Margaret decides to announce that she's pregnant. With a lot of enthusiasm. Yes. Which was all well and good, but then his mom got better, and so then Barney had to hire someone to play his kid. Yeah, apparently he was borrowing and babysitting neighbor's baby for a little while. <laughs> like his uh, one Christmas when his mom was plowed on eggnog, he got away with a bag of flour and a Chucky mask. <laughs> but then eventually he had to hold auditions, and so they do a flashback to an audition. This is not so great. Uh, when he picks a few kids to stay for round two, one of the moms says that he told her that if, he, if she slept with him, her son would get the part. Now, he has a good line <laughs> he here. Does. So, yes, this is very bad Hollywood. Right. But go ahead. But Barney's response is, apparently I'm a better actor than your kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good line. Yes, definitely. But, so it, it's unclear how Grant, so the role goes to a kid named Grant, and it's kind of unclear how that happened because Barney really hates him. <laughs> I guess maybe he... He had a good audition. He was yeah. good in the room. I mean, we don't know how old. I mean, yeah. I mean, these kids are kind of like four to five-ish looking in this audition. <laughs> so I didn't even notice that. <laughs> he should have just let Grant keep his real name instead right. of confusing a kid by giving him another one. But, I mean, it makes for some funny jokes. Yeah, it does. Grant's played by Zachary Gordon. Jen and I will know him best from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Movies. Oh, yeah. I actually forgot about that. I was like, I know that kid from something. But then I remember he was in a previous episode of How I Met Your Mother, too, as one of Ted's cousins. Oh, that's right. When he uh, when Lily stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that already. Right. So, yeah, he was Greg in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which we had to watch. We get another. Because of our Tyler. <laughs> yeah, right. We get the setup for another joke that Barney doesn't think he's a good actor. He he proves it by calling Grant Tyler a couple times. Grant doesn't respond until he hears his own real name. And then we get a very meta joke here about how child actors were way better back in the 1980s. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. Which is Neil Patrick Harris referring, I'm sure, to himself as Dookie Hauser from right. back in the 80s. So Marshall and Lily come down from upstairs... Uh, where? That's right. They never say <laughs> it's so. It's interesting because we don't find out what they were doing up there until a few lines later. The implication is there because Marshall says there's a big poster of the Karate Kid above your bed. Well, okay. So I took now that I'm looking at it again. I took it to mean directly above his bed, but I guess that's probably not what he meant. Jeez, Jen. <laughs> because I knew what they were doing. Real life Neil Patrick Harris might have, as a kid, had a picture of Billy Zapka directly above his bed that he could look at. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think the Barney character probably had it on a wall vertically above his bed. Yes, now that I'm looking at it again, but when I <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, oh, they totally did it. But that's, I guess, just because I already know what happens. <laughs> Perhaps. What is wrong with these people? It's funny, <laughs> but who would go into a house they've never been in they don't, they've just met the owner of this house, and they go up and do it in a bedroom. They're sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> this is really strange. Um, also, why does Barney have a race car bed if he lived there? All through the his high school through, years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't a popular kid throughout school. I mean, did he have, like, a twin-size race car bed? So he probably never had friends over, and if you don't have friends over to make fun of you... 
then I guess maybe you'd keep a race car bed and... All right. I can almost buy that argument. That is strange. No, you're correct. Right. So, sorry, that actually doesn't come into play till later, but <laughs> it's just a question and as we're questioning everything in this episode. So we get a good running joke of Barney rooting for the bad guys in movies, and this starts off with the Karate Kid and... Right, so Marshall had just said, you know, he, you know, noticed the poster, and so Barney goes on a little bit of a monologue about how much he likes the Karate Kid. It was the story of a hopeful young karate enthusiast whose dreams and moxie take him all the way to the All Valley Karate Championship. Of course, sadly, he loses in the final round to that nerd kid, but he learns an important <laughs> lesson about gracefully accepting defeat. Right, so Lily questions this, like, wait, you actually root for the mean kid? The mean blonde boy. <laughs> He's got a great response. Right. No, I root for the scrawny loser from New Jersey who barely even knows karate. <laughs> Gives him a good chance to take another shot at New Jersey. Right. But that's, that's really a valid point. They cover a lot of the controversy about the karate kid in not only do they do it later on in How I Met Your Mother... I don't think so, but they covered a lot in the the recent show, Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. So you know, there's a lot of fun argument back and forth as to whether the kick that won the tournament in the end was illegal. Mm-hmm. There's some people like to make the point that really Johnny was the offended character in the movie because his girlfriend was taken from him and this and that. And then, so this isn't just a Barney point of view. No, <laughs> this is this kind of stuff floats around out there. But there's the scene at the dance where Daniel sprays them all down with a hose, unprovoked. Oh, now, really? They had already been picking on him before that, but he sort of he really poked the bear in that scene. And yes, they beat him up and they beat him up too much. But at any rate, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff on the internet before Cobra Kai, before this. Okay. That talked about how was Daniel really the hero of that movie? <laughs> it's not a it's not a popular opinion, but it, people have some fun with that. Like I remember there being little video montages of why Johnny Lawrence was really the hero of it all before even this. Okay, came out. that's funny. I mean, I think it's a fairly solid argument. I like when he says, "I root for the Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai." And when he says Cobra Kai, he gets into this like. Fighting Jittery stance. fighting stance, which is kind of what Billy Zapka would do in the role. Like, as he was getting ready, he would be, like, sort of shaking out of out of uh, adrenaline. Funny. Get your head out of your ass, Lily. <laughs> right. So then we get a scene with Ted and Betty slash Margaret. And Ted has recognized her from some theater that I can't here, here, pronounce. Let me, yeah, this is going to be tricky, <laughs> but let me try it. Okay. He saw her perform at the Disorientation Theater... In Bertolt Brecht's Die Heilige Johanna der Schlacht last fall. And apparently, Ted is very much a Brechtophile. This means nothing to me. Is this a person? Is this I didn't look, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I didn't look that up. Okay. I'm guessing no. Is this made up? <laughs> Let's look it up. Okay. Okay, we're back. We <laughs> did a little research. So there is no. Disorientation Theater, but there is a playwright, Bertolt Brecht, and there is a play, Die Heilige Johanna der Schlacht something. 
um, when we did the search for it online, there was actually a YouTube video of the entire play, which was <laughs> like two over two long. hours. Yeah. So we finished watching it. <laughs> the play was pretty good. I mean, it was all in German, so I didn't get it. I guess Steve did. <laughs> I speak a little German. Yeah, natürlich. <laughs> At any rate, we did not see Betty nor Margaret in the production. I mean... I wasn't paying that much attention. Maybe she was there. <laughs> She's very complimented by Ted's comments. Right. And Ted brings up something that I feel like he's never mentioned before and never mentions again, which is that Lady Theater grabbed his heart early on and never let go. <laughs> right. And he remembers back to a time, we get a flashback, that every year on Christmas he'd put on a little play for the parents with all the other kids. And so we get a flashback of a kid talking to Santa we assume it's young Ted, and then Ted bursts in to like, <laughs> direct the scene, which is so good. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, I guess an adolescent Ted with younger cousins. Sure. <laughs> now, I've lived this before. Oh, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, wow. Because from ages zero to ten, I went to a daytime babysitter. And the daytime babysitter, her name was Dorothy Frazier. She had six kids of her own. The youngest child of hers was six years older than me. Her name was Missy. And Missy was big into performing things. So every so often, Missy would write her own play for the neighborhood. Oh, how cool. And we'd perform it in the backyard, and they <laughs> always needed a kid for something. And I would be said kid. Nice. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I don't think I was always playing a little boy. That's okay. You had longish hair. I'm sure it worked. Did you have a Dorothy Hamill? (laughs) Everyone thought it was a Dorothy Hamill, but really... I'm sorry, everybody thought it was a Pete Rose, but really it was a Dorothy Hamill. I didn't have long hair then. I mean, it was in elementary school. It wasn't very long. Every once in a while I did have someone say, are you a boy or a girl? Really? Yeah. So it must have been longish. I just was very pretty. You were pretty. That's where I wear the beard. I, wanna, I don't want people to get confused anymore. <laughs> you know, gender is all a social construct. Just be who you are. So that was a good scene with Ted. Betty's, or Margaret's offering to give Ted some tips on acting. This is just ridiculous. Right. Why bother? He's not going to become an actor now. And he's very interested in this, though. But it pays off later. Yeah, so. it's, they, they use this to, to further the plot and to create a good scene with, with Barney in the kitchen. Then we get a scene between Robin and Grant. Grant's lamenting that he wishes he still enjoyed acting. Robin follows up on that. You know, you don't like playing Barney's son. I like his. I hate it, but what are you going to do? The phone just ain't ringing. <laughs> right. He, they try and make him sound like a very veteran actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if he's been doing it for several years. She can relate. She's doing a morning show that airs at 4 in the morning, but really she wanted to be a newscaster. And I think this is the first that... So we found out she got a job at doing a morning show last episode, but this is the first we're hearing that it's on at 4.30 a.m. Right. That's a good point, because that becomes a running gag. Mm-hmm. Then we get a scene with Lily, Loretta, and Marshall, where they're complimenting her on what a nice mom she seems to be, and she <laughs> reveals to them that she wasn't so much a great mom when she was younger. Yes, she was a bit of a whore, <laughs> which is... Such an interesting thing to say to people you've just met. 
Yeah, Loretta doesn't have much of a filter, and it's kind of interesting the way they have her go back and forth between being this sweet <laughs> right. older mom to being this foul-mouthed, sort of reformed wild child, right. if you will, right. is the best way I can put it. We are, of course, very sex positive on this podcast. Heck we yeah. support her choice. She was a grown person. Yes, it sounds like she was consenting to everything, which is what's important. And they follow up on her comment that she was a bit of a whore. And she goes, a whore, dear. <laughs> and then pontificates about the joys of getting some strange in a gas station bathroom when she was younger. And then just kind of like stares off into space, reminiscing to herself a little bit. And yeah, Marshall pulls her out of it. Uh, Barney's mom? <laughs> I wonder if that's a reference to Stifler's mom since Maybe. Lily was in American Pie. That's funny. So she she pulls it back together and just yeah you know, says you know she she wonders how Barney turned out so well considering you know <laughs> yeah now Marshall is back with Barney and thinks that Loretta deserves to know the truth which I don't I don't know that I make that leap it's not like she was down on herself she was just saying like you know. then again yeah we thought of wait I'm sorry continue with your point. Oh, just, I don't, I don't know how Marshall went from that to, like, Barney, you have to tell her the truth. Like, it's not like she's devastated. Like, I mean, this is what she wanted for Barney. You're right. They sort of take a heel turn and go in a direction that wasn't really set up. Yeah, just, it doesn't make, his motivation doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Marshall, well, maybe this line helps get us there. Marshall says he doesn't feel right about lying to such a kind-hearted woman. She reminds him of his own mother. So maybe that's where we're going with this, is it's reminding him of his mother. Although also this is just an introduction to get to this next joke between him and Lily. <laughs> right. And Lily balks at this. Kind-hearted? And just... And we've referenced this wedding vow thing. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> On the way back up to the aisle at their wedding... Oh, this is in reference to when they said they'd be together forever during their vows... She says, on the way back up to the aisle, the mother leaned in and said, not forever, sweetie. Marshall's going to heaven, which is a great line. <laughs> so good. Sounds like something my mom would say. You know what? I was thinking that. I was As like, a joke. I was like, but... what's the Jewish version of this? Because I feel like your mom <laughs> would have said that to me when we first met. <laughs> something like, because the, the Jews are, are the chosen people, which means that we automatically go to heaven. That's not exactly true, but that's the belief of some. So it could have been something to the effect of, we're going to be together forever. And my mom could say, well, we're Jewish. We're definitely going to heaven. You have to earn your way there, honey. <laughs> see, I can't actually see your mom saying that. No. <laughs> Maybe, but only as a joke. <laughs> she has a sense of humor, so... And sometimes it's biting. Or the, sometimes she says biting things that just come out funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> but, you know, Lily just said, you know, your mom hates me, but it's okay. And it, it trails off. Yeah, uh, she tries not to follow that up with what she's thinking. Right. Tries to distract him with, do you want to go do it in Barney's childhood bedroom again? <laughs> On the race car bed? <laughs> and I really like Marshall's line here. Handles great, buddy. Yeah, that's a good follow-up. That's a good Marshall's line. got a lot of good lines in this episode. Marshall goes back to, if they've learned nothing else, honesty is important. Whatever she has to say, he can handle it. Now, so my takeaway from this is that they've been together for 12 years. And I'm like, oh, 
we're, we've been together longer than Marshall and Lily. What do you think of that, Marshall? <laughs> Lily confesses to hating his mom. <laughs> Marshall tries to handle it for a second, and he can't. <laughs> he just screams, I hate you. No, for, he sets it up slowly. He goes, well, guess what? I hate you! And, like, and runs, runs up to the room. <laughs> Loretta announces meatloaf's coming up, and then we get Grant trying to sell a catchphrase. Meatloaf, Tyler no likey. And I gotta say, I'm really glad Tyler was not watching this episode with us, because I feel like he would have tried to adopt that. And he doesn't like anything, so we would hear it a lot. Yeah, I, th- I feel like he's tried to introduce catchphrases. Now, he steals them. Yeah, they're not original catchphrases. From YouTube videos that he watches that are walkthroughs of video games that he likes. And they are extremely annoying. And sometimes you and I do say, you're not getting a catchphrase, Tyler. (laughs) Yes. Stop trying to make that happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. And we get a very very R. Tyler-esque line coming up. Because Barney tells him, like, you're not getting a catchphrase. And him just... But it's funny. Yes. We get this all the time. Tyler will do something extremely annoying, and we tell him, that's not funny, Tyler. And he goes, well, it's funny to me. And then what do I tell him? Well, then go up to your bedroom and say it by yourself. I think we sound like awful parents. No, I think we sound like... Telling that anecdote. I think we sound like parents that are handling the business. But I just, yeah, watching the scene, I was just like, oh, God, that's, that's such a seven-year-old boy. Barney threatens... To recast him, and he better go learn his lines for dinner. <laughs> Not just the big dinner scene. <laughs> right. They're at dinner, and Barney and Betty are retelling a story of how she, she thought he forgot their anniversary, but he didn't. It's very cutesy. Cutesy banner going back and forth, and after they get through it. So, so this is such a... Again, such a sitcom-y thing, but, like, in real life, like, do people not celebrate their anniversaries? Like, cause like, for us, like, we always do something. It was, like, go to dinner, or we maybe try to plan, like, a little trip or something. Like, is there a world where people just don't acknowledge their anniversaries? I'm sure there are people that don't, but I think the point of this is she thought he forgot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, like, I, I, that's not possible, like... In our setup, because we're always like, well, what would you want to do? Yeah, we we start talking about it a month out. Now, there could be relationships where the husband or the wife just kind of make the plans and then surprise the other person or tell tell the person, this is what we're going to be doing. Right. And so there could be a scenario here where he always surprises her with something and she thought he forgot this time or something of that effect. Or he never, she brought it up a few weeks ago. And said, tell me what you think you might want to do. He never got back to... Never mind. We don't need to create a whole fan fiction (laughs) around this. But then he whispers to Ted, this is what you're really like. Actually, I think that comes a little later. No, that's later. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right. No, no, that's here. Well, it's... Yeah, but it's... That wasn't it. It was because he was calling her, like... Boo Bear. Boo Bear and being all cutesy. He leans to Ted, this is what you're actually like in a relationship. It's... This is where we get into some of the sitcom-y stuff. Of right. Loretta, of course, would hear this. Right. Loretta asks Ty-Ty, which is what we always I called know. Tyler growing up, about what he's going, what's going on with him. I'm, like, so possessive of it. Like, that isn't a common nickname for Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there hasn't been a Tyler in the world that wasn't called Ty-Ty for some point in their lives. <laughs> right. Barney sets... 
Grant up to tell a story about a nightmare he had the other night. Grant stumbles. <laughs> Barney tries to <laughs> remind him. Page four. And I think Grant comes up with a pretty good nightmare. The dinosaur bones in the museum came to life and started chasing him. <laughs> Marshall, thanks a lot, buddy. I didn't just sleep tonight. <laughs> right. Again, as you said, Marshall's... Not <laughs> only does he have fire. good lines, but he delivers them really well. <laughs> right. When Marshall acts like a little kid, and he's actually acting like a little kid a lot, between the I hate you, mm-hmm. the being scared of dinosaurs coming to life, <laughs> and pretty soon we'll get the, I was the run to the family. I'm only 6'4". Right. right. Barney corrects him on what the real story was. And that scene ends. Loretta's going to go grab some ice cream from the freezer downstairs. They're going to have a Sunday bar. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I wish my mom would do that. Why don't we just do it? We're the grown-ups. We can have a Sunday bar if we want. That's true. Barney goes after Grant for not having a good scene. <laughs> Robin defends Grant. Robin says she liked the dinosaur story. Marshall goes, can we please stop talking about the dinosaur bones? <laughs> right. Barney tells Grant to just, you know, go eat a Sunday. Grant <laughs> reminds him that he's lactose intolerant, <laughs> and Barney does not care. Tyler isn't. All right. They go into the kitchen, follow Loretta in the kitchen for ice cream bar, or Sunday bar, and as they enter, Ted and Betty are making out, slash Margaret. And Tyler's pretty good here. Grant. Damn it. <laughs> Grant, as Tyler, responds with, Tyler, no likey. Which is pretty good. <laughs> Barney, again, you're not getting a catchphrase. Right in front of Loretta, right. who doesn't hear anything. But again, we tell our kid he's not getting a catchphrase, so that's not out of the realm. <laughs> so Barney tries to go along with this. Tells, again, sitcom, he follow my lead. Like, mm-hmm. no one heard him. Right. He did at least whisper that. He reprimands Ted. And then points out that he's doing this in front of Tyler and tells Tyler it's okay to cry and then insists that he cries. <laughs> right. And then Grant has a good cry scene and runs out. And Barney goes, wow. Yeah, Barney's impressed. <laughs> then we get intercut scenes between Betty Margaret giving acting tips to Ted and then Ted acting upon them <laughs> right. in his response to Barney asking what's going on here. So... Rule number one, don't be afraid to improvise. <laughs> Ted starts with, was it me who betrayed you or you who betrayed me? And he's very dramatically overacting to the nth degree. <laughs> and Barney's very confused. Another rule is invent a rich backstory. So Ted <laughs> refers to an overnight train to Monte Carlo in 98, where Barney supposedly seduced his fiance, who was blind and thought <laughs> you were me. <laughs> No, keep in mind, in 98, both of them would have been in high school. And this is all... they were maybe in college. I doubt it. Oh, well, no, you're right. They might have just started college. There are a few, they would have been a few years behind me. I graduated college in 97. So, yeah, I guess... Yeah, they're in between. They could have been in college. So, yeah, yeah, late high school. But clearly, Loretta would know if Barney was in Monte Carlo. <laughs> right. You know, it's just so cartoony and over the top and... Ted's giving no consideration to keeping the lie going. <laughs> right. And we get Margaret, you know, just kind of in the background, like, yes, like really feeling what Ted's doing. <laughs> Acting rule number eight, don't be afraid to get physical. Ted slaps him twice. I like, Barney says he doesn't know what he's talking about. Ted goes, yes, you do. And by God, I'll hear you say it. Scoundrel. 
Because <laughs> a great, like, the way he says scoundrel, it's just... Delivery. Yeah, the delivery of it is very enthusiastic. And, right. So Barney just asks if they can have a second. <laughs> I love Loretta in this moment. Right. She's, she's on her way out and very confused and dazed. Says, there's chocolate and, and butterscotch? There's various kinds of sprinkles and marshmallows? <laughs> Again, Margaret's complimenting Ted on his performance. And Ted's very proud of himself. He wasn't so much playing Ted as he was just trying to get out of Ted's way. <laughs> Barney's pretty mad. Like, how's he going to explain this to his mom? Lily again urges him to tell the truth. Marshall points out that sometimes honesty leads people to say mean things. But a woman who always took special care of me because I was the runt of the family for crying out loud, I'm only 6'4". We've heard reference to him right. being the run before. I think right. that's the Thanksgiving episode where right. <laughs> she went back to Minnesota with him. And then Grant and Robin are outside. They're celebrating his great performance when he was crying. And there's some banter back and forth between them, and then Grant goes in for a kiss. <laughs> Which is super weird. <laughs> he thought he sensed something between them. <laughs> Again, we get a Grant that's supposed to be right. far older than his age. Right. We have Barney and his mom on the couch, and Barney's trying to explain what happened. Although he's not really referring back to what happened in the kitchen, but he's trying to... <laughs> yeah, he completely ignores that and just goes with <laughs> Tyler's dying and Betty's going to off herself when that happens. <laughs> that's probably going to all go down pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's starting to find an exit ramp to this whole lie. <laughs> And then he corrects himself, like, no, no, and, you know, he tells the truth. Yeah, he comes clean. He wanted her to be proud of him. And she's happy. She did not like Betty. <laughs> yeah, she her, hated that woman. Her, right, so we get a good setup of, like, so she's not your wife? Thank God. I do not like that woman. She didn't like Tyler. She makes fun of the Tyler no likey. What the hell is that? <laughs> she also doesn't care for his fake friends. <laughs> she and just, he just wants to shoot herself. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like he's about to correct her, and then he stops himself. She says she loves him no matter what. And he starts to tell her about his horrible history with women. And she doesn't care. You know, she loves him regardless. He tries to push it, and that's when she regales him with a tail. Leaving him with a babysitter and spent three weeks with Grand Funk Railroad being passed around like a bong. And Barney, mommy. So Loretta just asks that, you know, if he ever does meet someone special to just, you know, don't run away from it. Give it a shot. And Which, of course, is when Robin appears. Yeah, we get Robin. And then in the cab ride back, he's giving Robin little looks. Yeah, you know, kind of, she kind of smiles back at him. Lily in the cab ride back is on the phone, apparently, with Marshall's mom. But then we get the reveal that Ted and Margaret are feeding her lines over the phone. But Marshall's very misty during right. all this, thinking that they're making up. Right. Lily really lays it on thick with an, I love you, Mom. And then the final scene is back at McLaren's, and they're, <laughs> so. they're running through a list of movies whereby Barney disagrees with who the protagonist is. So, Die well, Hard. To be fair, like they just suggest movies, and he gives his opinion. Right. They're running through a list of movies of which the protagonist is not who they would agree with. Die Hard. Barney thinks Hans Gruber was a charming international bandit. 
at the end, he died hard. He's, He's a, a title, title character. character. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, he likes the teacher running detention. He was the only one wearing a suit. That's, a good, that's a good one. <laughs> right. Terminator. <laughs> What's the name of the movie? Yeah, who among us didn't shed a tear when his little red eye went out at the end and he didn't get to kill those people? They didn't even try to help him. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, good episode. Uh, good episode. I said good episode. Where do you think I ranked it? Hmm. <laughs> you do that every time. I notice when I edit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, there's always an audible. Hmm. I have to think about it. I don't... I don't do it until after we've talked about it, and I no, get a sense that, of... No, that makes sense. You know. I agree with that approach 100%. I'm going to go 55. No. I have it as number 76. Wah, wah. I have it somewhere in between I Heart New Jersey and The Slutty Pumpkin. There was a lot of good laughs in this, and a couple things we do repeat. The plot as a whole was a was ridiculous, and there's not a lot of follow-up to it. It was what we like right. to say is a bottle episode. Right. My favorite joke is when Loretta's in that confused state, still trying to sell the ice cream. <laughs> nice. I like the reveal that Barney thinks the karate kid is Johnny and not Daniel. <laughs> okay, that's good. Do you have a least favorite? Yeah, Lily's. Three blonde babies drinking bad decision juice. It's just the worst. <laughs> like that might be my least favorite joke of any episode. <laughs> so bad. I think probably my least favorite is when Grant mistakes Robin for having a nose job and then saying that, <laughs> hinting that he had one himself. That didn't really work for me. It wasn't horrible, but there wasn't a lot of bad stuff in this. That's funny. I was actually going to guess that for was going to be your least favorite joke. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. How interesting. Okay, so here's the deal, people. Next week we have Sorry Bro, and the week after that we have The Front Porch. And this is probably the best one-two punch we have in the entire run of the series. So it's all downhill after that? We get Karen, his old college roommate. (laughs) So good. In this. We get Lily doing all the breakups. We get Marshall in a nightshirt. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> we have a good story to go along with that. <laughs> so much to come in the, in the next couple of weeks. We really had to squeeze this one in because we're going to the beach this weekend. Usually we really struggle to get a podcast out when we're getting ready to go on a vacation. And right. So there's always a two-week break, but we actually were able to do it this week. I was yeah. pressed with us. It helps it's a mini vacation. So we have a few days before we're leaving. Jen, why don't you tell folks where they can find us and write to us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, and on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. All right, folks, we'll see you next week for Sorry Bro. And, oh, here comes Tyler. Hey, Tyler, it's time to go back to bed. Tyler, no lady. <laughs> Tyler, you're not getting a catchphrase. Tyler, Goodbye. no lady. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Say bye. <laughs>